Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is your official Leguizamarama spoiler warning. If you have not seen Nothing Like the Holidays, and also if you haven't listened to the last podcast we did about Nothing Like the Holidays, and probably less so because I don't remember anything we discussed in the last Not one. one thing. So actually scratch that. Only if you have not seen Nothing Like the Holidays mm. and you were intending on getting around to watching the 2008 mm. uh, holiday spe- uh, spectacular film. Yeah. I'm also going to add to that as well um, a spoiler warning. If you were planning on watching all of John Leguizamo's Christmas films, this is it, which is why we're making we're doing it again. Um, he recently released Violent Night, mm. um, but up until that, this was his only Christmas film. That's a lot of detail for a spoiler warning. I okay. feel like that's more like conversation. All right, we'll chat about it. No, that's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. So if you didn't know... If you didn't know that he had only done one Christmas film... Spoiler warning, we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about that. I've forgotten what we're spoiling now. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Oh, we've got a guest (laughs) Yeah, we have a guest. Spoiler spoiler warning, we've got a guest. Um, Spoiler warning, he's only made one Christmas film up until 2022. Uh, Yeah, yeah, and we're going to be discussing that. And spoiler warning, really the real spoiler warning here... Nothing like the holidays. Great. Spoiler warning. Peace. I hate the word. Welcome to our podcast. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, that was good. Uh, that was good. Thank you. I've run out of ways to introduce this. But podcast. you know, it's coming off the, the the theme music that Tom wrote. So just imagine that 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 energy is coming. So so it's okay that you don't okay. you're out of stuff. But just imagine uh, you're being given this burst of music. Great. Okay, I'm imagining it. Woo! What a track. Hey everyone. What's well, over now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. All right. Um, hi. It's me, and I host a podcast called Missions Acts Like Wazama Rama. It's a it's podcast. A good intro, Mish. Thank you. <laughs> um, I host a podcast called Missions Acts Like Wazama Rama. It is a podcast where each week I chat about something that John Leguizamo has been in, be it television, film, or otherwise, and I do it with a friend, one that likes to criticize me. I wasn't um, criticizing all right, you. All right, okay. You were saying that you were over the intro, and I was just giving you like a pep talk. I thought I liked your. What did you do? Let it go, Mario. I thought yeah. that was a funny bit. Thank you. It was a bit. I was a bit. I did. I just. Yeah. I was trying something. I like the um, bit. My name is Mish Wittrup, uh, and you might know me from my favorite—not my favorite Christmas memory, but a Christmas memory I do have—is uh, my mum is a nurse, mm. and one day on Christmas Day, in the middle of Christmas lunch, she got called in because the surgeon, she's a theatre nurse, the surgeon had a fight with his family and decided he'd just do a surgery that day instead and called in a bunch of nurses to come work for him on Christmas Day. And so the whole of Christmas Day my family was mad. What? Yeah. That's a real ego. Full on. That's a real. 
It was just a full-on Christmas. I've also had really lovely Christmas. The best Christmas present I ever got was Barbie and a bike, like bicycle Barbie, because I really wanted her and um, she was too expensive. But then my dad bought her for me and it was a really nice day. I'm joined as always by my friend Zachary Wayne, who you might know from. I was the surgeon that called in your mother. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, my favourite Christmas. I love Christmas. Mm. I love Christmas. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a great Christmas last Christmas. I'll talk about it once we introduce our guest. Right. We are joined by a guest um, today. We're very, very lucky. I'm really, really happy to have him here. He is fucking bloody comedian. He's comedian. a bloody fucking actor, actor, writer, really cool shit, runs the my favourite comedy night in Melbourne. Whoa. That's I a true can story. vouch for her. She's talked about this night multiple times. Yeah. Oh. And I bloody love what you do. We're joined by Dougie Baldwin, the other Baldwin brother, Dougie Baldwin. Yay. Wow. I've been sitting here so excited. I didn't know if I could chime in before I was officially introduced. You were welcome introduced. to if you wanted to, but I really appreciate the dark silence. <laughs> I felt it's like always I was a bit, like... It's always a bit. And usually we try to get, that's why it's in the intro. Yeah. Right, it's mm. in the intro we introduced, the, but then we did a particularly long spoiler warning this week, mm. and a, and then you know we went on a bit of a riff about the intro, and and I take responsibility for the for the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. sorry about that that it took so long to introduce you. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just happy to be here. We're so happy to have you here. <laughs> now, first things first, you got a cool jumper on. Tell us about your jumper. Yes, I feel cool in this jumper. I took off the jumper I was wearing originally all day mm. for my everyday things and I took it off and put this one on because I feel cooler in this Oh, jumper. great. I'm so oh. glad I brought it up. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about it. Tell us about what's going on with <laughs> that jumper there. Because for the listener. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, it's a sort of a baby blue <laughs> uh, large hoodie. It's a little bit larger than I would usually wear because mm. I feel like that's cool. Mm. Ariana Grande does that. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's got na- it's a NASA hoodie. It it's is. A, the it's got that very like seven, but it's like quite a three-dimensional NASA. You've got the American flag little on your patch. arm. Little patches. Yeah, is it an official NASA hoodie or? No, um, uh, no, no, no. I haven't been into space. No, um, okay. I'm, oh, I was, okay. Right. <laughs> so I'll uh, see myself out. That's a bit disappointing to be honest, but fair enough. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. I love NASA. I think NASA's really cool. So congratulations on your cool jumper. I am. I currently have space buns in my hair and I, every time I do them, and I've been doing them quite I recently. I they were called space buns. Yeah. I, today. Yeah. 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 yeah it took me buns. a second. Yeah. So I suppose two, two buns on each side of one, one on each side of my head. Um, and I, I did it as like a bit of a bit when we hosted Spice World, the movie, mm. I, um, I wore a Spice Girls t-shirt and I did space buns because Emma Bunton from Baby Spice fame had space buns. And mm. I loved it so much. I thought I looked fucking adorable that I'm doing it a lot now. Mm. But the more I do it, the less cool I think it is. And I think when I first did it, I was like, oh, this is cool. And now I, I think it's a bit dweeby. No. You don't think so? Own it. So do you think that generally speaking, if anyone was to walk past this podcast studio right now, look in and see the three of us, mm-hmm. would they think we're cool? They'd go two cool dudes and some <laughs> fucking nerd. <laughs> No, but do you think that people would think that we look cool? I was at a photo shoot. I was doing a photo shoot uh, maybe three, four years ago um, and I turned to one of the fellow members of the comedy troupe that I'm in because it was a photo shoot for the comedy troupe Mm. and I turned to them and I said, I am the cool... You're welcome to promote them, by the way, if you'd Thanks. like to on this pod. Uh, Mission Zach's Leguizamarama, <laughs> check it out. And I turned to one of them and I said, I am the coolest version of me that I can be. Mm. I'm not cool, 
but I'm a cool. I'm the coolest version cool. of me. That's what I think. That's how I think of myself. I don't think I'm a cool person, but for a big old nerd, I'm cooler than I could have been. Ah, does yeah. that make sense? It does. Yeah. yeah. I um went to a wedding about a month ago. Mm. I had the fucking coolest dress. Like I've never owned anything that cool in my life, and my hair was fresh blonde. Fresh, fresh blonde. blonde. And a friend of mine did my eye makeup. Great. I looked so cool. And no, I didn't know anyone at the wedding except for the bride, the bride's sister, and the bride's parents. Mm-hmm. Like that was it. Everyone else at the wedding, I had no idea who they were. And I reckon people looked at me that night and went, I, who's that? I don't know. She looks kind of cool. She looks pretty cool. Yeah. And that, that's where it ended. And I'm happy with that. I'm happy that that night strangers probably thought I was cool. Whoa! Did you, you didn't get? Did you get confirmation? This no, but I didn't get people. Um, people weren't repelled by me like they usually. Are. They weren't yeah, actively people, letting you know. Yeah, they were yeah, like, people, I was a piece of shit. You, know oh, you should mean? know this. A lot of people walk up to Mish sometimes and they go, "Not cool, <laughs> <laughs> not cool, not cool." That's a not cool person. I would. Like, I oh, would. Say I hate better. those guys. To be honest, yeah. though, those guys are. To be fair, really annoying. Yeah. It's I don't rude. Think, it's, it's rude really to do that to I don't a person. Think, yeah. And I, I, think I think it's, it's pretty awesome. uncool to tell someone that they're uncool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would say they're if I was a waste of space, to be honest. Sorry. But. It's okay. Ow. I mean, I was if I was a stranger. No, Oh, them. They but are, I thought you were saying that are. to me. No. Oh, my God. And I was no. like, that was rude. <laughs> but I was about to give you a compliment. If I was a stranger yes. and I walked past this podcast studio, I would think that of the three of us, mm-hmm. that Dougie is the cool one. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Why? What is, is it? The NASA I don't, jumper. You've got a the cool NASA jumper. You've got NASA cool glasses. Jumper. You look. Oh, my God. Um, oh. Well, Zach's sitting behind a computer like a big fucking nerd. So it's I the think. the computer where I record my podcast about my favorite character actor. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a pretty cool excuse for having a computer in front <laughs> yeah, of me. That's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't oh, no, know. you don't understand. I do a podcast with my friend about John Leguizamo. I just think. Oh, say no more. Cool generally dude. speaking. <laughs> Dougie, you've got you've got cool vibes. No, no, really. Yeah, and I think it's what? often hard to find that in our industry. Jesus. Like just very cool vibes. I think you're cool. I do not feel cool. Mm. I feel like I've got a I feel like I've currently got a bad haircut and I don't know how to I don't know how to cut my hair correctly to 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 suit my hairline that's going backwards. Uh, I feel uncumped every day, mm. uh, unkempt. I f- Mein Kampf? I, I, I read Mein Kampf every day. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, pretty, that's pretty no. uncool. And you like, shouldn't read people... Mein Kampf. It's <laughs> a bad book. <laughs> that's pretty uncool. Take, take, out, take out all the bad stuff. It's yeah. really, really, really lovely. Um, <laughs> it's really, lovely really very written. short book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's oh, a... no, I skipped the bad stuff. <laughs> it's just a short story, a very short poem, just really. Just has a name on the front. Yeah. yeah. I would just say that I think all I'm saying is that I think that you look pretty cool. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Wow. Do you feel cool now that you've had that like um, put on you that pressure of being cool? Mish mm. has really put the pressure on mm. you to be cool. Mm. You don't feel cool. Do you think you're cool? I think I'm. Do you think you're cool, Mish? I think I'm cooler now than I ever have been. Do you think my observation? Wow, that's a tr- and I truly believe that. That's yeah, awesome. I agree that's with great. that. Yeah, yeah I think you're you're cool, cooler now than you've ever been. Yeah, and you've known me for a long time, so now I'm thinking you probably didn't think I was very cool in my early twenties. No, I'm agreeing with you that you're cooler now than you've ever been. Yeah, that, that's I nice. didn't say whether you're cool now. I didn't say whether you weren't cool then. You could be very, very cool now. And yeah. pretty cool then. What is a superficial thing that makes a person cool? Because we can all sit around and mm. be like, oh, it's cool to be kind. 
Like, okay, whatever. Right. I think it's cool to wear big jumpers and skinny pants. See, here's oh, the thing, right? Yeah, well, then see, I'm, I'm like, I'm. That's me. Right? Yeah, that's on a cool. For you. Yeah. These are all, these are all fashions. These are all ebb and flow because you know there are cool people that wear tight top and 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 baggy pants. Mm. I think a key factor is one of the things has to be tight and one of the things has to be baggy. Hunch sent Zach nail on head. <laughs> Whoa, that is. We might as well just fucking stop the podcast Whoa. right there. Maybe, maybe that has something to do with if someone's able to be comfortable in things that don't fit. Yeah. Maybe that shows some kind of yep. like strength or like I know this doesn't work, mm. but uh, yeah, whatever. Not touching your hair and yet it sits well. Oh, people that just like yeah. throw it about. Tussle. Who can tussle their hair. That's cool. Yeah, I love. I love that. I wish I could just throw my hair back. Just like have a that. tussle. But it just. It, I look like a. I look like a baby bird when I do that. Oh my baby bird. Mm. That's I'm trying to think of cool. Like what action? Because I think cool is a bit of an illusion. Mm. I think. Um. I think nail polish is cool. Mm. I just think it's cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying that if you don't. I, I want to make it really clear that for me. Being cool isn't the most important thing. Mm. I actually don't think it is that important. I'm just, we're discussing cool. And for me, people, anybody who wears nail polish is cool. I think cool, mm. yeah. I mm. think cool for me, right, cool is confident, confident, very, very confident, very, very chill. Yeah. That's what I think cool is. I'm neither of those things. Yeah, nor am I. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like there's like a lot of cool, the like comedians aren't cool. And then within comedy, there's the cool comedians, but they're like, it's like, you know, but yeah, very, very <laughs> confident, very, very chill and very sure of yourself. That's a cool person. Someone who's like, this is who I am. Mm. But here's the challenge. Who you are has to be cool. Yeah. Because mm. there's people that are very sure of themselves. Mm. <laughs> And very like confident, calm. And it's like, but then who they are is not cool. So yeah. I don't know. I, I've, 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 I'm not actually getting to the answer. Here. Yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying, man. I you think know. now is actually Scott a... Morrison was very sure of himself. Yeah. He thought he was so cool. Yeah, he yeah. was really like confident, yeah. sure of himself. But no, of course, mm. Scott Morrison's pretty cool. <laughs> I think we can all agree. I think we're like we're not idiots. Like clearly, He's awesome. Who's cool? Who's cool? Who is cool? Who is cool? Okay. Celebs. I have an answer for someone who I think is cool. Because I'm curious because a lot of the people that I would have said were cool, like maybe they're not cool. I think Honor Wolf is cool. But that's Mm. someone we know. Oh, do you want to say something? I think someone like broader. I think Honor Wolf is cool, but like. Do you agree that Honor Wolf is cool? Honor Wolf is very, very cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. it's cool. I just want to. But I think like going. For, I think we're going to go broader <laughs> celebs here. Oh, broader. Like, 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 not not friend of the podcast. Cool. Like, who's a cool celeb? Who is a cool someone that a listener will automatically? Emma know. Thompson is cool. Oh my god, I, I love Emma Thompson. Emma love Thompson Emma Thompson is very cool. Emma Thompson is cool. Kathy Bates is cool. Kathy Bates, yes, can Is confirm. Kathy Bates cool? Can <laughs> confirm. That was a very... <laughs> she, no, I actually do think Kathy Bates is really cool. And I is. found out that Dougie has worked with Kathy Bates yeah. and I'm losing my fucking mind over it. You, uh, that's so funny. That's that so... is the coolest thing that oh, anybody cool? could do. Uh... Do you not think that that is cool? Like if you think about it, you have worked with... <laughs> and this I'm sure like you a... have. She <laughs> came to me earlier. She's like, did you know... Like, this is just before you got here. She's like, did you know that Dougie worked with Kathy Bates? And I was like, oh, I did. Yeah. And yeah. then I was like, well, we're going to probably talk about how we first met and Kathy Bates will come up in the conversation then. Mm. 
And then what you've done, Mish. Is the most uncool thing a person could do. Yeah, See, yeah. that is the difference between you and me, Dougie, is that you have worked with Kathy Bates. That's cool. Uh, I am so desperate to talk to you about it, which is pretty uncool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know. So I've known you for a bit now. Yes, yes. Um, you did your very first stand-up set at Limbo. I did. And I, I, you'll always hold a very special place for me because of that because yeah, you Limbo's asked me to do my cool f- room. Very cool room. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm aware of that, which is nice, which is awesome. That you I run do, a cool room. Yeah, which yeah. is I don't know anything about my personality or my or anything else, but I I really like and I'm aware that Limbo's kind of cool. Yeah, and that's the, that's nice. The comedy room that Dougie runs is called Limbo. It run out of Club Voltaire, Club Voltaire in, in North, North Melbourne, Melbourne, and it is my favorite room. Like I love. I have never enjoyed myself as much as the times I've done Limbo, oh. and it. Puts me into a false sense of rooms being fun. That's the problem is every time I do limbo, I'm like, this is fun. And I've bombed at limbo before. And I was like, I still felt like this is fun. And Mm. I um, would go on to do other rooms that aren't fun at all and make me hate myself. (laughs) So I just keep coming back to limbo. So limbo is my favourite room. Very cool room. Great. I didn't know that you had done a show with Kathy Bates until yesterday. Oh. When, oh, until yesterday because I was like, um, because I knew you'd done acting and I was like, oh, you've done a bit of acting. Oh, wow. And I looked it up. (laughs) Sorry. That was acting. That was your proof right there. (laughs) Hello there. (laughs) I'm done for acting. Well, he's a fun fact, Dougie. We studied it. <laughs> so same. Oh, I've never right. done no acting. I've just made I've just made my living from pickpotted in. Yeah. Here's the twist. That was me acting. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I could tell. I could tell. Oh, I, I know, could tell, and uh, I, I could tell. I could see right through you, Zach. I oh, oh, I know yeah. there. Sorry, the whole podcast now going to be a couple of British geezers. Oh, and Miss trying to talk about Kathy Bates. Ask me about Kathy fucking Bates. Oh, Miss is always bagging my, on about Kathy I'm Bates. I'm sorry, but if my conversation with someone who has worked directly with Kathy Bates is going to be of this nature, I don't want to have it. Oh, ask me a fucking question about her. <laughs> okay. I, I Go didn't on, know. Bore me to death. I didn't know. That you had worked with Kathy Bates, yeah, and I have oh, talked. With Kathy Bates. I have talked. Oh, I work with Kathy Bates. At excessive amounts about Kathy Bates on this podcast. Oh, you work with Kathy Bates. All right, I'm gonna leave. It's <laughs> really nice. This is big for me because oh, Kathy Bates is my favourite. Like what? it's my favourite, right? So the fact that I am now one degree from Kathy Bates yeah. is insane to me because okay. I always thought I'd be about three or four, and I was lucky to be that. Okay, and. It, I just, I just, I just. What was the first thing you watched? Like Waterboy or something? No, the first thing I ever saw with Kathy Bates was Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh, I love that movie. Like, oh my god, like changed my life. Loved it. Yeah. Then Misery, obviously. Mm. I've, I, lo- and then Waterboy is in and amongst the mix. But I've seen so much. Like, I'm a genuine big fan. Awesome. Of Great. Kathy Bates. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Tell me, it's worth being a fan. She's cool. Well, this is a really, this is a real corner. Yeah. <laughs> You just—I guess you kind of have to say yes, don't you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do. No, be honest How if you want to be. Kathleen, um, she okay. In all honesty, are she, you okay to talk about this? Have I become yeah, a loser by no, asking you? No, not okay, at all. Great. No, no, it's it's nice. It's nice. We should okay. give context. You did a sitcom with Kathy yes. Bates. Um, yeah, no, we didn't work in a factory or anything. No. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, she, she didn't come and do a set in your comedy room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bates was third build at Limbo. <laughs> Yeah, we thought we'd give her a chance. She was boring. She bombed. Um, Were you a stand-up before uh, you acted then you got into stand-up recently? Or? Uh, yeah, no, I was an actor first. 
always wanted to do stand-up. It was just way too scared. Mm. Um, but then, uh, yeah, I went to clown school, befriended some comedians who pulled me on stage and I was Did like... Did you go to clown school? Yes. Did you do the Gaulier? I did Gaulier, yeah. yeah. Was he like... Makes, <laughs> makes a lot of sense because your clowning is very, like, is very, very, very this is, good. This is Thank my you. impression yeah. of Gaulier. You're shitty. You're shitty. You're shitty. Have you, okay, have, is, is that an impression of an impression or have you seen videos? I've seen videos and also I I was taught by a man who was taught by him and he was like that to us. Ah, yeah. He was like, number. you're shitty. Yeah, 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 seriously, yeah, seriously. We, we, but I, yeah, he's mean. <laughs> he was very, very mean. The first thing he said to me on stage was, uh, I, he was talking to my scene partner. He was like, your scene partner seems arrogant, no? And I was like, oh. And then and then just, yeah. But yeah, he, he was terrible. He, he, that, that, that's an old school method of teaching clown. It's just like to break you down and embarrass mm. you. So the only thing left is like nothing. That's fucking horrible. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. My yeah. favourite thing I remember from clowning, this is just a nice Who taught chart you now. clowning? Well, we did a bit of it with Paul. Oh, Paul's lovely. Yeah, we, we did. Paul didn't, so. No, we the went person to the who same, taught you was mental. We yeah. went to the same acting school. Oh, in Ballarat. In Ballarat. Mm. Uh, and Paul was the most beautiful, wonderful acting teacher We loved Paul. He was uh. just this beautiful, kind man that lived in Castlemaine. And he was just like, he was the kind of guy that if you weren't good, he would just not give a shit. You know um, what I mean? Like if you were like if you didn't get, if you didn't learn your lines, he didn't yell at you. He was just like, oh. And if you did, he would give. He just gave positivity that those for those who were ready. And he gave me a lesson that I still use every time I got. This is just genuinely nice chat. This isn't like a joke or a funny anecdote. This is just a thing um, that whenever I go on stage and I still use it and I use it when I do rooms more than anything because rooms are petrifying. Um, is that like when you go on stage? know that there's something like he would he said to me um like I went up and I did a bit and he like took me backstage like where the audio like the rest of the class couldn't see me and he goes you have phenomenal hands and I was like what mm. he's like you've just got great hands I'm like oh I didn't even notice what I was doing he's like no 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 you just have amazing hands just know that you have amazing hands Ooh. and so when you go out on stage you're not hand acting don't do shit with your hands just know that you have really good hands that's lovely and it changed my whole perspective like and so now like it's not like i go out there and wave my hands around it's not just hands specifically either hands was just a representative of any part of my body i could be could have said to me but oh. because i knew that that part was really good I would my stuff. What I was doing was a lot better because I knew a part of me was phenomenal. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're so you're also so animated too. Like people, a lot of people that start stand up if they haven't done any performance training or anything, they're learning how to write comedy whilst also learning how to perform. Mm. Whereas you, you're already an amazing performer. So like oh. when you're on stage, yeah, you are so alive and you, your hands are great. You're great oh, hands. Oh, Dougie, um, that's really nice. But it's great. But even though you were so nervous that first limbo and working out the jokes and stuff, like your performance, you're, as a performer, you're so good that yeah. we're so comfortable just to sit and like just. That's the trick. That's so nice. I remember I was like when I first started doing comedy, everyone thought we were alternative comedians. It's like, no, we just knew how to sell the fact that we didn't know how to write. Yeah. <laughs> you know ah, I mean? yeah. And then, yeah, and then yeah, we yes. learned how to do better joke structure and we went through a weird middle bit where we weren't where, where we have to like go back to like mm. unlearning the joke like once you know how to do joke structure it's like a bit you gotta like mm. undo it when you get a bit better you know well, what's the joke structure for you is that just like beats and rhythm like one two three or is that just like le learning how to write things but like one a... two three like there's like the, the uh, rule of three and the rule of five is 
pretty unequivocally correct. Like yeah, it's one yeah, of those things. I yes. remember when we first started because a lot of people know the rule of three, and I remember there was like this idea of like, oh, we're not going to do it. And it's like the reason the rule of three exists is because it works. Like you set up an idea, you establish the, you have to establish that idea in order to break the rhythm. So you have to do two. And if you, so, so you have to do at least two, but if you then leave the twist to the fourth, it's too long. Mm. It's bo- like, yeah. it really does. Ex- it's this, like, you've got to set up the idea. That's funny. You've got to then establish the pattern in order to have the third one break it, then you've got to make people think th- like you can't then break it again because they're already in break. So you've got to establish that rhythm before you break it again. So you kind of do have to have a three or a five. If you end it on four, it's just, it's never worked. Yeah. Mm. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I, I did a room recently for the first time and the audience there every time famously just loves that they just love like butter 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 mm-hmm. i went up and was doing this character piece where it usually gets a lot of laughs just by like the character existing and how he exists and moves and stuff but i was getting nothing for that so i just had to strictly rely on the dialogue i prepared mm. and every time i did like a butter 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 but they were like aha yes well done mm, um, which was affirming for me to know that i could do that but also yeah it's so weird how that exists and i it's like i don't know why that works or why that's the way it is but mm. it just is. It's that like it's that rhythm, and it is. And I think the thing that you do the long because I've been doing comedy now like twelve years, mm-hmm. 10, yeah. 11 years, like a long time. That it's that like I remember the first like when I first started doing comedy, I was like uh, I would watch got the same comedy as anyone else, and then like four years in, I was like looking for the most fucked up shit I possibly could. Mm. I was looking for stuff that would surprise me, but then like six, seven years in, nothing could surprise me anymore. Yeah. Like I'd seen any, it's very rare for me to be shocked. So I've almost looped back around to like for, for my enjoyment, I like watching really good, well-structured, mm. you know, um, mm. like, or either like a 30 rock or just completely fucked up. Mm. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Anyway, you were talking about Kathy Bates. I was, yeah. thank you so oh much God. for bringing it back. <laughs> I actually found that all very interesting, but I do very much want to talk about you've Kathy been, Bates. You've been like, this has been a whole cat. There's been a Kathy Bates tension yeah. in this room since she's been lingering. Yeah. yeah, like since you walked in. To be completely honest with you, I've got I Kathy Bates stench all over, over you. Me. Um, I just think it's really cool. You don't even have to say anything other than I just want you to acknowledge. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to acknowledge, and I want you to be aware that I think that is awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was uh, <laughs> n- next. Um, <laughs> Uh, I so yeah. So by the way, she is very cool. She, she is, is cool. Yeah. She would invite us ar- around to. <laughs> what can I say? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, she would invite us to a thing. She would invite and us stuff would to happen. something and do something. And I go, I don't know if you can do that thing. And then she, it was awesome. <laughs> um, no, she'd invite us around to her house and like her beautiful big house. Is it and, nice? Like, oh yeah. Oh, it's nice. it's yeah. It's it's big and nice. And 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 she'd just be in her silk pajamas, you know, and just 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 hanging That's out. That's cool. But she would, but she was like a. She'd be like every morning. She'd be like, "What's up, motherfuckers?" Like she was such a potty mouth. She'd like was like, "What the fuck's going on with you today? What's wrong with you today?" And I'd be like, "I don't know. I'm just feeling like this." And um, but she was just so cool and like so mm. lovely. And uh, I my first moment with her was like I remember sitting in, like sitting with her in between takes and being kind of intimidated. 
And I was like, oh. And she didn't really chat. She would just kind of sit there and not mm. say much. And I just kind of nervously was like, um, like what's your favorite thing? Do you, like, do you prefer doing comedy or, 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 or drama? And she was just like, oh, I love it all. She's like, I love it. Oh. <laughs> and it was so nice. And yeah, yeah. And she was just so humble too. Like she, she mm. got, it was, uh, yeah, we were working with quite a well-known producer who like, Gave her a lot of really heavy mm. notes about her character, like change things a lot in front of the whole crew and the writers and the whole cast. And it was something that would have like embarrassed and shocked me or anyone else on the set. But she was just so graceful mm. to like be directed and uh, yeah, in it was any really direction. sure with it. That's very. Yeah. I love that so much. That was, awesome. a, that was just like a like you're talking about takes. I've never done a live performed. In front of an audience, because you were performing in front of an audience. That's how mm-hmm. I first met you. Was you messaged us to invite us to that because yeah. you were, and uh, we couldn't because we were. At Vi- I was at VidCon. Ah, uh, in you Anaheim. Were at I was in An- Anaheim yeah. at VidCon watching, and I remember I was sitting because you'd invited us, and I really wanted. You to were go. in LA, right? That's- it was in LA. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I really wanted to go because I'd never been to a live sitcom screening, but then oh, something came up and I was in Anaheim and I remember like watching like, and we had, we had to stay around for something so we couldn't make it. And then I remember just, I was sitting watching like Buzzfeed people talking about like how they do, how their Buzzfeed videos do well. And I was like, <laughs> I could have been watching a fucking sitcom shooting right now. Yeah. And I'm so watching funny. fucking Buzzfeed shit. But that's the, I'm fascinated by like, what's that like? Like, Doing the work of camera stuff. Mm. Sorry, this is meant to be a funny podcast, but we've gone full. No, it's I love talking about this. Yeah, thing. but like, <laughs> like doing all the camera stuff and taking direction and doing all of that with a live audience is that mm-hmm. like weird? Is that a weird feeling? Or it was? It's really fun because it can. Like, it, it, I got to do. I got to essentially perform live whilst also enjoying the intimacy of performing to a camera. Yeah, I grew up just being on sets, doing TV and film. And I, I, I love, like, I still love knowing that, like, a camera's kind of catching little things that yeah. you do. That's mm. if you're a little further away, can't see. But once you look at it on the screen, you can kind of notice little things someone's doing. So it was so, it was such a fun mix of, like, show night. Like, mm. every Friday night we would tape, the audience would come in, you'd hear them buzzing. We would all be having dinner in our green rooms and, like, hearing the audience and getting yeah. excited. But you could still keep it intimate and mm. um so you yeah it was just so fun you had was the, that your first great. like taste of live or uh, i i'd done like one play in melbourne one comedy play at the comedy festival when i was like 18 and oh wow yeah 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 and that was that was kind of it um but yeah always been hungry to do live stuff but that's now so you're cool. a live boy now you're alive now boy. you're alive now boy. yeah now that's all i do right now yeah childish gambino mm. is cool Oh, oh yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Childish Gambino is very cool. Um, Who else is cool? See, this is the thing. When you actually go, uh, uh, as you get older, if you actually break down who's cool, John Leguizamo is cool. Yeah, John Leguizamo he is, is cool. cool. And Alfred jo- Molina. Cool in this film. But. Alfred Molina is so fucking Alfred cool. Alfred Molina is very cool. The Oh, yes, Dr. Oz, yes. Oh, Dr. yes, Dr. Oz. Oz. Willem Dafoe. Let's do the let's do the blurb. Oh my We're god, Willem Dafoe. Yes. Well, but I love the, then Defoe. I left. Oh fuck. Because I said Defoe, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe wasn't in nothing like the holiday. <laughs> you missed your window. Now we're talking about Willem Dafoe. <laughs> do you think Willem Dafoe is cool? Yeah. He's really cool. I, I watched I started watching interviews with him recently and I was mm. like, he's awesome. He's <gasps> so cool. Ted Danson is cool. 
Ted Danson, Ted Danson is, is cool. cool. Oh, yes. Yeah, Ted Danson's very yes. cool. Becca, Becca is cool. Mary Margulies. Cool. 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 This yeah. is, as I get older, this is, mm. you know, I, this is, then we'll talk about the nothing like the holidays. Yeah, we do mm. need to. Mm-hmm. But, we uh, made Dougie we watch have that to. film. We simply must. <laughs> I enjoyed it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't we wait love to talk this about film. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just that I already have talked about it. <laughs> um, no, I went to see, I remember when I was like 19, I went to see The Break, which was, is the, the surf rock. So here's what it is. So the 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 remaining members of Midnight Oil, when mm. Peter Garrett became a politician, they then formed a group with one of the guys from Violent Femmes who lives in Tasmania now. They made a group together that just do non-vocal surf rock. They just play surf rock. And I went and saw them and I was like 19 and, you know, I wanted to be cool but I was never going to be cool. And I saw these dudes and they were just like 50-year-old people wearing like nice shirts and jeans that maybe their partners had bought for them yeah. or like they'd bought, like they just bought a nice shirt just standing there playing the music that they wanted to play. Like they'd mm. done the rock star thing. They do the rock star thing. This is what they were doing for fun, just playing surf rock. They weren't. Um, that's cool. That, that is cool. And I was just like, and I had this moment you know where I'm like, that's the kind of cool And I do you know what be. makes that even cooler? Yeah. Is that is teetering so close if they'd made just a couple of small other decisions, it would have been incredibly uncool. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because to me... Aging rock stars who act like they did when they were in their early twenties, yeah. when they're in their sixties, oh. are remarkably uncool. But that's it; these guys. And I like... am talking specifically about that person that everyone thinks I'm talking about right now. Wait, there's a lot of them. Well, there's one in particular who wears like seven hats at a time, a lot of scarves. He's oh. an actor. We don't like him. Um, anyway. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think that that to me is fundamentally uncool. But that's exactly it. It's mm. like seven it's. A, a, the, I'm a big believer in the trend. <laughs> Reznor. Seven hats. I'm a big believer in the Trent Reznor thing of mm. like, you know, he was had the long black hair and sang like real fucked up songs and then he got really buff and started wearing T-shirts and then he just like started writing music for the social network. Mm. Like that's a co- cool at every age. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Trent that, Reznor that is, is cool. That is yes, cool. Yes, Trent Reznor is cool. Do you think the Rolling Stones are cool? Hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the reason the Rolling Stones is cool is because they established so much cool. Yeah, when that like they went beyond. So like now, like if you think about Mick Jagger now, mm-hmm. you don't think about old Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger established himself as forever in his twenties. Yeah, that's why I think Mick Jagger is cool. Ah, yeah, uh, Reese Witherspoon is cool because she has her own production company and she produces stuff for for women and good lead roles. For yeah, women. and she's That's cool. and she's vocal about how she's... she feels about things and doesn't. I I have a feeling that Reese Witherspoon would be just a cool friend to have. Yeah, yeah, and she that seems nice. Drew Barrymore is cool. Do you know what? He, I love Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. We talked I, about I, Drew Barrymore. I've heard some people get a bit like, no, oh, she's a bit. Oh. No, I love. But I'm like, I think she's amazing. She's I was watching an interview cool. with her and Jeanette McCurdy the other day. I watched. Talking that, about yeah. their mums, mm. I was like, "This is awesome!" No, I was like, this is great. Lena put it really well. Lena Moon, Lena yes. Moon, on her Twitch stream, and I'm going to butcher what she said, but I really like just it struck a little nerve in me. Um, it's watching Drew Barrymore now on the Drew Barrymore show is watching somebody unpack their whole life yeah. and kind of they're obviously Drew Barrymore is obviously getting very very good therapy for everything, but it's this mm-hmm. amazing moment in you're watching Drew Barrymore kind of. 
accept and learn and um, kind of reveal her childhood to become a better person. It's really, really cool. I've butchered what Lena said. Lena absolutely masterfully said that. But does that make sense? Drew Barrymore is probably the cool. Do you know, I think Drew Barrymore... I say I think we talk about Drew Barrymore on this podcast more than John Leguizamo. Mm. But Drew Barrymore in Donnie Darko, cool, cool. <sighs> you know, Drew Barrymore I think is cooler than Reese Witherspoon because Reese Witherspoon's like really like gone and gotten it. Like Drew, Reese Witherspoon is like right on, good for you. You're but Drew Barrymore did the same thing but a little bit more chill. <laughs> like, with a cigarette. Yeah, like <laughs> with a cigarette. Did in her, she didn't make any big multi. Yeah. She made Donnie Darko yeah. and Charlie's Angels, and then she made a. Talk Pretty show. Ah, cool. uh, yeah, Fifty First Date. Well, what were the films that Drew Barrymore was like? What made her a legend? Oh, well, what was that? for me, one of the coolest things ever is Drew Barrymore in Scream because it was Drew Barrymore oh, post-rehab yeah. and just popped up in this scene that, spoiler alert for the movie Scream, that I she dies okay. within the first seven minutes and it was like it was set and up. She was Dr- on the front of the poster. She was the poster. She was the And they poster. killed her after seven minutes. That's the coolest fucking thing That's that anyone's cool. ever fucking done. And what, so why is that cool? It's cool because like... It, she was. She'd just come out of rehab, I think, and that she'd had. This, and she like, was like super famous. She, super famous. She had yes. ne- Nev Campbell's role, mm. and then couldn't do it. And then I think most people at that level of fame would be like, "Well, then I can't do the movie." And she, I reckon, she would have had people saying, "Don't do the movie then." Mm. And instead, she's like, "Just kill me in the first seven minutes. I'll do that one." Mm. Yeah, I cool. love that. Norm Macdonald, cool. cool, cool. Someone, someone that does how they like to do things. And like on SNL, famously would like just change the jokes. Yeah, it's cool. Um, the way he hosted his Norm Macdonald live show, just like no frills. So just cool. like I just want to talk to you and be a devil. Yeah. Um, Melissa yeah. McCarthy. Cool. She's cool. She's cool. Bjork. Very funny. Bjork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's cool. I think Bjork is pretty cool. Um, I think that this movie was cool. Alfred Molina. Alfred is Molina cool. is cool. Actually, while we're talking about Alfred Molina, <laughs> Molina let's chat about we the should fucking talk film. About the movie. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, yeah. I'm personally very excited to talk about this film again. I love yeah. this film. I did a really shit intro to this That's one. all right. Don't stress, man. We've seen it before. Nothing Like the Holidays is a Christmas movie we have already watched. Is it about a Puerto Rican-American family coming together for Christmas? It's got heaps of great actors in it. <gasps> Who's John? John Leguizamo plays, plays Deborah Messing's husband. Deborah Messing's husband. Yeah. Oh, I should have written a, who John was. John Leguizamo, if you, if you don't know, you can go back and listen to the last episode. John Leguizamo plays Deborah Messing's husband. She, he is the son of Alfred Molina and Elizabeth Penner and he... Like everyone's kind of at him a bit because he's become a bit of a workhorse mm. and he's a bit, a little bit money hungry and he's kind of forgetting about family values. That was a really bad intro. I'm so sorry. The movie is about like it's a, like, it's a snapshot of America yep. as a group of Puerto Rican Americans and, and some of the greatest Latino, living oh. Latino actors in Hollywood all playing together for the first time. And just, it's a joy, it's a joy. It's such a nice Christmas movie and it was such a, like, mm. 
I didn't, I'd never heard of it before, before the first time we watched it. And um, then when I watched it, I was like, oh, we'll see how this is. And I fucking loved it then. And then when Zach and I realised that John Leguizamo had not done any other Christmas movies and what were we going to do for our Christmas special, I personally was very excited to pitch that we watch this movie again. Now tell me, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was really good. I, I thought it was like really well directed. It was one of those films where every single actor tonally was just all on the same page, mm. which was, it's always so, it's, I, it's always so, it takes me out of it if you're watching a film and you're like, oh, that actor came in on a day when, uh, the, I don't know, on a different day. And what I like to call the old Mark Ruffalo in Spotlight. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go. And Mark Ruffalo's like, we're going to get him. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah. We're going to get him. We're going to get them priests. Everyone else is like, oh, yeah. we're going to do the. Do the. Well, I loved him in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he getting? I haven't seen this film. What's he getting? In Spotlight. Oh. Well, it's a bit full on, but he's, oh. he's, he's getting the priest. He's getting the bad priest. Oh, he's getting it. Okay. And the whole movie's like uh, very newspaper, very like uh, all the king, all the president's men. Everyone's just like working. It's just doing their job. Uh. I'm like, I've got to write this article. And when we write this article, we're going to get him. But oh, God damn it, I don't have enough witnesses. Yeah. And Mark Ruffalo's like, I'm acting. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. He's you. Right, he's usually so cool. I'm so curious to see that. He's usually very. He's like, really good in it. Yeah, right, right. But he's just, just right. Different. He's acting a little different to yeah. everyone else, and I I love it. But he's just acting a little bit different to everyone else. Ah, do you know? Who, I love Mark Ruffalo. Oh, Mark, yeah. if you're listening, he and he is. Mark, we love you. We love you. You Mark know Ruffalo. that Mark is a regular listener. Um, <laughs> I uh, love Elizabeth Penner. I don't know enough of what she has done, but the stuff I have seen her do, which is a lot of John Leguizamo films, mm-hmm. she's the mum. She, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, she's I, great. And a phenomenal. Bit of a, a what bit the of fuck? A Sean Connery moment. She's only like she's only like six, seven years older than John Leguizamo, mm. but they've aged what? her up and aged him down. She has played his lover, his sister, and his mother in different films. Isn't that crazy? Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. That happened a lot. That happens a lot in Hollywood, doesn't yeah. it? That's a big problem. Yeah. Sally Field has Sally played. Sally Field and Forrest Gump. Yep. Yeah. Sally Field oh, yeah. has played yeah. Tom Hanks' lover and but, um, also Tom Hanks' mother. Yeah. Sean Connery Sean Connery was only like, I think, was less than 10 years older than Harrison Ford, mm. even though he played his dad in Indiana Jones. There, there it's is, rarer that it's that way. This but. is <laughs> um, yeah. an odd thing to talk about when talking about a Christmas film, but just talking about Hollywood and ages and stuff, There was I saw a, uh, someone did some sort of interesting Venn diagram of the ages of couples in Hollywood portrayed on film, like when they have male actors and then female actors playing their love interests and the age difference between the men and the women that the, what, are cast. What is that? Is that a thing? Ridiculous, yeah. So it's something what, like, like the, the women are younger. younger. Oh, mm. wow. Okay, tell me. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> really? Is that true? That's sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody call Hollywood. Did you tell someone about this? Yeah, it's crazy, man. I didn't realise. So, like... Uh, Oh, I suppose. Do you know what the movie Entrapment with uh, Catherine Zeta yeah, Jones? Yeah, there's probably an age gap there. It's quite it? a large one, actually. I think it's like thirty years. Um, no, they. I'm sorry, I'm joking. It is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> my, my joke is that it's. Uh, yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, I, I it, and the average age difference between male actors and their female like love interests in films is something like fourteen years as an average. You know, Maggie. How fucking you intense had, is have that? Have you heard the story yeah. about Maggie Gyllenhaal lost the part because they said she when she was in her early thirties they said she was too old to play the love interest of someone in their 50s. Dude, that is fucked up. I just watched, literally today, watched an episode of The Bachelor, The American Bachelor. He was 31, 
31. He is the bachelor. He's 31. And he was meeting all of the possible women that he could marry slash date for three months after the show. And one of them comes out and she's like, I'm a cougar. And they were like pumping this, she's a cougar. She was 33. Oh. She was 33 and they were like, she's a cougar. She likes younger men. She's like, and I know I'm a bit, maybe, no, she wasn't. She was 33. I was about to say maybe she was 34. She wasn't. She was 33. Mm. And they were like, she loves like, I've always dated younger men and like, yeah, hey, look, I'm crazy and I am a bit older. She like, it's because majority of the women on the show in their early 20s, but she was two years older than The Bachelor. That's funny. Whoa. Isn't that the most full on thing you have ever heard? Not, no. Okay, there are ones. I've heard some horrific I've seen (laughs) some people get murdered on trains. Yeah, like there is like (laughs) like Uh, some awful shit that goes down in the world, bitch. Like I don't even want to tell you about war, man. Like some of the shit that happens in war. I hear war's pretty bad. You can Google heads being sliced off and find it. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Like that's bad. What you described, I just have heard worse. Okay, yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, (laughs) If we're answering the question you posed, I'm going to answer with the truth. Truth, but yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. If the question was that's that's is that bad? That's bad. I'd say yes. If the question was, have you ever heard anything worse in your life? Then I ha- I do have yeah. to say I heard one story once from about World War Two. I've heard Horrific. multiple so- that just was so upset, and that yeah. was the second one too because there was a previous World War. In most wars, yeah. yeah. I would yeah. say war in general, probably. Yeah, like m- almost bad. any story about war mm. is bad. worse than that. Yeah. But yeah. that is bad. <laughs> yeah. That okay. is bad. All right, cool. I'm glad we're all on the same page. Also, the bat- watching The Bachelor on a Thursday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's yeah. also That's bad. also pretty Yeah, what's bad. going on? Well, are you all right? I just have- <laughs> don't you work at a bookshop? Oh, no, I don't work at a bookshop anymore. I work at an adult store. Yeah. Like, like oh, okay, right. That's, we can't that's say the a name of the name store. For a shop. Yeah. I work I in a grown up store. You wouldn't know. <laughs> you, wouldn't you wouldn't understand. It. I don't read your little books. I, <laughs> I don't need books. I in... sell hammers and grown up things <laughs> and advice. Yeah. Mortgages. That's right. You wouldn't You wouldn't know about Traffic it. Traffic lights. Um, but no, I don't work at a bookshop anymore. I had a day off today, though, and I was I gave myself a day of doing nothing. Nice. Love that. And, you, and me doing nothing is I make I made pasta. Stuff you love lunch. making pasta for lunch. Mm. That's a commit. That's Yum. a I'm doing nothing today is to make a pasta well, for lunch. No, no shade because I you make a good pasta, but I feel like every time you tell it's like I feel like no, you you really like pasta. I love pasta, you, mm. and you love pasta as your like comfort thing. Yes, oh. like I have a varied amount of comfort. I choose foods. pasta over burgers and pizza any day. Yeah, because mm. I feel like like. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. mm. um, I would choose pasta is my comfort food And like, it's like, for example, my partner, whom I adore Is going on a work trip soon for three days Love that for him I love that for him And also it's like, oh, this is the first night It's just me and my work dog it. for a long time we'll Go to work And I've already planned <laughs> Sorry, I've lost my mind That's fine <laughs> so, I've so. already planned what I'm going to eat that night And what I'm going to watch Because he doesn't oh. like horror And I love horror So well, I'm going like to horror. I love horror So I'm going to watch um, a horror film while I eat pesto pasta, thank you. What do you do? What what kind of pesto? What kind of pesto do you have? <laughs> um, I like uh, spaghetti with my pesto. Uh, no, what kind of pesto? What kind of pesto? Question. Basil pesto. With pine like basil, jar, excellent. Do you, do you make you it yourself? Make it? Yeah, of course, absolutely. You did a do little you, mortar and pestle thing, and you best believe I have one. You do it with a mortar. Absolutely. I've only ever done it with a blender. And it, I usually use a Nutribullet if I'm being honest. Nutribullet's good, yes. But I do have a mortar and pestle. I'm going to use a Nutribullet that night because it's piss easy. 
It's you, yes. But I, you I roast my pine nuts first. Do you ever do from the jar? Never. Never. Oh, okay. Yuck. I sometimes. Do I do sometimes use it from it. Yucky. Me too. Barilla. That, that brand. Barilla. 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 No. I think they've dealt with their shit. Berea had some bad stuff yeah. and then they dealt they with it. Did they? Yeah. Did they, they got cancelled, mate. They got cancelled, but then they dealt with it. Yeah. Oh, okay. How they they apologised and they like worked Chick-fil-A. through it. Like Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A oh. got cancelled, but I think they dealt with it. I, they, I hope they did because yummy, yummy, yummy. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they did because that chicken is so yummy. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. Because <laughs> I've never had it. I've never First had time it. I tried Chick-fil-A was like when they were deep in the cancelled and I've never eaten something more shameful <laughs> in my life. I was like, I was jet lagged. I'd just gotten into LA and I like... I think it was at 3 a.m. I was just like walking around the streets of LA eating Chick-fil-A, like hoping no one would see me. It was so good. So did you did you live in LA for a period of time? Yeah, I did. I lived there for two years, yeah. Okay, so so people who – both of you have lived in LA for a period of time. Yeah. Yes. Did you ever have Cane's chicken? No. No. Oh, my God. Cane's chicken. Cane's, Cane's chicken. I, I'm a vegan, so I can't even eat it, but I've gotten onto Cane's chicken TikTok before. What is Cane's chicken? Cane's chicken is a fried chicken – Chain. I've never seen And they do cane sauce. And apparently cane sauce is like off the fucking chain. And you see these videos of people buying like like cups full of oh. cane sauce to have with their chicken. Whoa. Apparently oh. it's like the best. I tell you, the chicken sandwiches in America, like a chicken burger if you're Australian, are significantly better than any yeah. chicken sandwich in, in Australia. Mm. Popeyes do a chicken sandwich and, and Chick-fil-A and they're just so scrummy yummy. Scrummy, scrummy, yummy what in my your, tummy. What was your favorite American fast food? Look, uh, in, in and out is oh, cheap, I'm ne- Andrew, cheap so yum. This um, is a very is, I, sorry, go on. A naughty vegan confession. Right? <gasps> oh, I love a naughty vegan confession. Go, no. go. <laughs> it's very <laughs> and it's very yeah. unfair. <laughs> I um. I am deeply disappointed that I went vegan before I ever tried In-N-Out because I will now never get the – I'll never be able to try an In-N-Out burger. I don't want to because I don't want to eat meat, but I am disappointed that I don't know. Can I tell you – Another one is caramel. Caramel came out the year – Yes, caramel. Caramel came out out the year after I became vegan. I've never had it. I'm sorry about caramel, but I'm going to loop back to – in and out. You sound. You don't sound sorry about caramel at all. To be no, honest. No, just but like because okay. I was like, I was like, we go talk about In and Out, and then you went. To we caramel. have to. What we have to talk about we is this Christmas movie that we, we made we, Dougie this watch. This is our podcast. We don't have to talk about. Do whatever. The, do but whatever we made Dougie. Want. We watch could go like this the whole time. We'll talk about do, the Christmas do, do, movie. La, 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 la. We, yeah, we can talk about. Christmas but I would like to talk about In and Out. Okay, personally, I would still be talking about Kathy Bates right now, but that's fine. Yeah. So we've moved on from Kathy Bates. Yeah. We've moved on from the Christmas movie. No, we'll loop back around. All right. Yeah, yeah. But you brought up In and Out. Well, and you I don't. Didn't, no, yeah. you, well, you asked. I did. You asked favorite fast food, and then In and Out came up. Yes. And I got to talk about In and Out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to talk about In and Out, and I've actually got something that will bring you, I think, a bit of comfort, Mish. Mm. I, I hope will bring you some comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe In and Out is my favorite burger. Full stop. I love In and Out, but I, it took me a while to get there. I was a Five Guys guy first. <laughs> I was a big Five Guys guy. Love but, a Five Guys. Then the Five Guys guy. Five Guys. Five Guys. Mm. But I believe that In and Out becomes your favorite. It became my favorite when I lived near one, and it became my favorite because, like you said, it's cheap, it's fresh, it's it replaced McDonald's for me. Okay. So what I loved about In and Out was it 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 it's like it's what McDonald's was. 50, 60, 70 years ago. It's what I imagine McDonald's was before Ray Kroc, played by Batman, came along and ruined it all. Yeah. I, I, I loved In-N-Out as, the, as my 
regular burger. Mm. So I'm telling you, you you never had the chance to try it. If you only had it once, I think you'd be disappointed. Okay. You have it once, you go, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know why it's got so much hype. It's only when you have it a few times, when it becomes your regular, when it becomes your comfort food, okay. that it really takes its mantle as the greatest. Is, would you agree with this? I, I agree, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think about what it is that makes it so good. Good. There's like a there's like a vague, ambiguous taste in my mouth now that I can. But I haven't fresh. had it in so long. It's fresh. fresh. It's the only burger I can think of. It looks like its lettuce is crisp. Yeah. Well, they oh don't... yeah, it kind of furls out of the yeah. bun. Yeah, like they, they don't pro- Yeah, that was the perfect. No one can see, but Dougie just did the most amazing impression of a furling piece of lettuce I've ever seen in my life. They don't fly board up in it. They don't freeze anything. <laughs> Look they what I can do. <laughs> They don't freeze anything. Well, they don't freeze anything. They don't. Um, they don't freeze anything. They only open stores if it's close enough to like their plant. So, like, if they open Whoa. a plant, that's why there's only they're only on the west coast because they'll open a plant and they'll only open within uh, refrigerator trucks drive from that plant. Mm. So they don't freeze anything. It's all fresh, and they don't franchise. So they only have. It's all owned by the company and the way they train all of the staff at a new store is they send the best of other stores to that store to train them. That's insane. So it's really good. It's really consistent. You're never going to have... It's always super duper consistent and it's fresh. Fresh. And it's never frozen. It Mm. just... And it's like it doesn't fucking punch you in the face. It's not like, fuck, this is good. But also it doesn't make you feel sick after it. All the burgers that punch you in the face make you feel sick. Mm. Whereas this, you you eat it and you actually feel kind of fine. Like it's yeah. the only burger I can think of that doesn't make me feel like a Is piece it of dry? No. 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 It's not, not dry. Because it, sometimes it looks a bit dry. You gotta get the right, you gotta get the one with where they do the mustard and the onion and then cook the mustard into it. Um, animal style. Oh my god, animal style! You can get that on the fries as well because the fries are like famously like bland. Mm. Yeah, the fries a, are a bit whatever. Which yeah. is a funny, but you just you kind of just cover them in cheese and the, mm. the is animal the animal stuff fries good? Okay. Animal fries are yum. Yeah, but the burger is good. where it's at. The burger is what's special. That's yeah. wonderful. And it's like $4 for like so a double-double. And they pay their staff properly for by American standards. That's great. And they give out the hats they wear. And you oh. can wear the hats. You go back in with the hat. Oh, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonic I- looks gross. Did you ever eat at Sonic? No. no. Sonic, just look it up. They, they said they're known for their $1 corn dogs. Can I, can I loop back to the movie though? I would love to. I wanted to loop back to what you said because I think it's one. Of, I love a, an astute observation from an outside guest. Yeah, it's my favorite thing on this podcast is an astute observation from an outside guest. And I went a little off topic when I started talking about thingy in the movie with the That's priests. Mm-hmm. Everyone did get the mo on the tone of the film, mm. and I've never really. That's seen, such a good observation, Doug. My never, God in heaven, I've wow. never really seen it like. Gone, that's the issue. But it's so often the issue. Yeah. When you're yeah, right, when Dougie. someone comes in for a day and they don't really know what the film is and I don't they're know. not really getting the message, yeah. such a good point. I don't think you realise what you've done here, Dougie, is that you've planted a seed in our brains now that we're going to take with us for other episodes. We're going to talk about this. Yeah, about tonally. It's going to be called cool. the Dougie Tone. The Dougie Tone. The Dougie yeah. Tone. Oh, so we're going to go, did, did they get the Dougie message? Yeah. Did the, they Dougie, get... the Dougie MO. Yeah, did they get the Dougie MO? <laughs> the Dougie MO, yeah. yeah. The Dougie MO. <laughs> well, yeah. That's just how I've been watching. I, I, I don't know. And we will come back to the film. I don't want to derail nah. anything. That's, hey. That's our brand. You're is right. Yeah, it doesn't That's matter. True. Have you been watching White Lotus? 
I haven't watched the new season. Neither yet. have I. Please no. don't. I'm so sorry. So many people okay. wanted to talk to me about it. Oh my goodness! It's um, really it's, good it's, though, isn't it's, it? It's 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 so much more stressful than the first season. Oh uh, yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. Um, but th- that show is a great example of every every scene, every actor knows exactly where to put it. Mm. They know exactly how to play it. Mm. Um, but that yeah, that's just a lens I've been thinking about a lot lately. Is like because it's so like. Like a good director, I've spent so many years being like, what, like the director, like it, it was hard to pick up on direction mm. watching a film. Mm. It's hard to be like, for years I didn't know what it meant to be like, that was well directed mm. or that was well produced. I didn't really know what any of that meant. But watching a film now, when a film feels cohesive yeah. in like every shot, every setup, every every actor, when everything feels like everyone's got the MO and mm. everyone knows what the trajectory is, then it feels like the director's communicated to everyone really well. Yes. I always wonder, you know, when a movie has a weird tone, like I always talk about it with, um, we've talked about it with Baz Luhrmann. I talk about it I was just, as David you were Lynch. talking, I was like, that's why Romeo and Juliet is so good. You know, is, yeah. is everyone how, in that gets the Baz Luhrmann tone. How, do, and I've always, whenever, whenever a director with a weird acting style, when the director's film has an acting style, I always want to be like, do three things. Do they say, act like this. This is how I want you to act. Mm. Or do they direct them until they are acting like that? Or does everyone know because they've seen the last film, so when they audition Mm. for that film, they just bring that? Mm. Or is it a bit of all of them? Or does it depend? That's so interesting. That's such a cool thing to That's think cool. about. That's cool. That's because I am actually kind of cool. That was one of the coolest things <laughs> That's so Zach you've cool. ever said. I remember I met someone once who was in a David Lynch show, mm. um, the guy who played uh, um, um, Abraham Lincoln in... Daniel Day-Lewis? Dan- yeah. No. You met Daniel Day-Lewis no. and you never told me? I've not met Daniel Day-Lewis. No, the, the guy who played Abraham Lincoln in my sitcom... That I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like my sitcom. Yeah. Um, oh, that guy. Yeah. Um, and because they were like, we should get a big famous cameo. And, I, and and then I found out that it was a guy that, that, that someone that was up for it was the guy who was in a David Lynch series in Twin Peaks The Return. I was like, it has to be him. And they're like, don't you want to try and get someone from the office to help promote the series? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right, right. No, it has to be this guy. And I asked and he, he said that the only direction that David Lynch gave, he apparently sat in the back of a car and the only direction he gave was he just kept saying, go slower. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the, I, I, this is the thing with like iconic directors. Good directors know how to say, just enough. Yeah. Like, just enough. That is so interesting because my driving instructor when I was on my L's going for my P's only okay, ever yeah. said to me, don't rush. The only thing. And I okay. smashed <laughs> my test. Yeah. that. Truthfully, I smashed my driving test yeah. and all she ever said to me was don't rush. And that's kind of like David Lynch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Cool. <laughs> we have to get that. We have to get the actress who name, had that driving instructor on was, the film. Her name was Mina. Her name. Mina. I've never forgotten her, man. Yeah, that little bit of like, how do you get them there without telling them because, to go there? Yeah. Because the worst directors. I, I had a director come up to me once and just tell me to just do more genuine emotion. Oh. <laughs> and I remember being like, "What? <laughs> what um, do you mean by that exactly?" But but because because a director's job, I think, is a little bit being a bit of a like treating the actor like a child, but they mm. don't know they're the child. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of a part of being like, I need to 
tell you something that you don't really know what I'm getting from you, but we mm. feel like we're equal, but we're not. You don't mm. know what I'm trying. It's it's so it's, true. Yeah. It's so true. It's that thing of like, um, I, I used to direct theater and I want to get back into directing stuff because it's like, but that was the thing that I would always love is the first thought was, all right, this is what I want from the actor. And then the second thought is, how do I get that? And so many people think that's the same thing. So many directors are like, I want more emotion or yeah. I want more mm. rather than try it this way like you know it's such a hard thing to like how do they how do you extract from them what you want Mm. i i I had i i I worked with um james burrows who's directed cheers and friends oh shut up on on, and and he he famously his famous bit the way he directs is like just um can you grab the cup when you say this word in the line and the actor will be like oh okay and then they do it and suddenly it changes. Wow. Um, That's cool. He famously, uh, like, uh, to, did you watch, did you watch Frasier? Did you watch? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the brother in that, the kind of the OCD yeah, yeah, brother. Yeah. Like in the first episode, there's mm. one shot where he like stands up or he goes to sit down and he like wipes the chair before sitting down on it or something. And James, it was like a direction from James Burroughs. Like they were working out who this character was. And James just said, before you sit down, just get the handkerchief and wipe the chair. Wow. And that informed the actor so much about, oh, like this actor's, like this character's so aware of his surroundings and he's worried about germs. That's and this cool. Is, and it just tumbleweeds and just start, and then you start. But he did that with me. I was doing a, a, a thing where I, the segment of the show was like presenting a different weed strain for like, yeah, the, yeah. For like the weed dispensaries online show. And I was doing it and, 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 and we did a couple of takes and it was fine. Um, but James just said, can you just rest your hands on the bench? Okay. All right. And I just rested and he was like, okay, cool. All right. Roll up or whatever. And then started rolling. And I just suddenly found myself, I started using the Mm. bench to support myself a little bit and suddenly just felt more stoned because I was using something to help me keep me upright. That's great. And then I watched the take back now and there's like stills from that scene specific where I look so high because I just, he just said, rest, use that to support you. That's so cool. That's cool. And it gets you out of your head too Because as actors too We think it's so fucking like Oh my god Do every episode of this podcast with us That's such cool insight That's what we're talking mm. about that. Talking about Talking about that Yeah Here's my question What are movies where You know Not to throw anyone under the bus But what are movies where they didn't get the MO Elvis is a really good example Oh the newest one Yes Yes. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Like, I respectfully disagree. I know that we you know really that loved that. Disagree. You and Alexi, we did, Alexi was on the episode of The Menu that we just released, um, loved Tom Hanks in that film. I don't think he was self-aware at all in doing that role. I think that he was trying really hard. To do character acting. To do Baz. Like to do get the Baz tone. Yeah. And he just, and then it, it, that's why I think John Leguizamo and ba- I think John Leguizamo really gets Baz. Yeah. And I don't think Tom got it. And I'm not, I like Tom Hanks. No, he's a, no, no I don't think, I'm treasure. not attacking you. I'm not saying that you don't like Tom Hanks. Mm. I just think, I think, I think, I think he's having a good time in that movie. Right, right. I think he's playing it more for laughs than people picked up on. I, I think it's strange. I think some of his choices are strange, but I just give him some credit for like some of his choices because I think they're wild. I think there's some wild choices in that movie that I'm right on with. I think the choices, I, I think the choices were Baz and Tom just couldn't 
do I, I just that's I don't know I might be completely wrong. No, your, yours is the mate. Yours is very much the go. No, going. but I I have a lot of respect for you and Alexi, and you were both like, nah, he knew what he was doing, and it's some of the best shit I've ever seen. No, it, it's not. It's just Alexi said m- it was the performance of twenty twenty two. I just Whoa. think there are moments yeah, a in that movie <laughs> where 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 Tom Hanks <laughs> is just. I think what I would say is he's making choices. Mm. We can disagree with those choices. Mm. We can say. There are just moments where he is making a choice. Like there were, and I was the only one. I was watching in the cinema, and I was the only one laughing at times. But I was like, "That's meant to be funny." Like there were moments that I'm like, "That's he's going for funny here," and people are like, "Look, it's Tom Hanks. He's a serious actor." I'm like, "No, this is a." Comedic actor doing some comedy, but it's so hard because I laughed as well. I yeah. laughed as well because I was, I, but I was like, "This is insane." But it's hard <laughs> because because Austin Butler is doing such a serious performance, and all the, of his the interviews performance as well, of his like, career to uh, make his career. Yeah, yeah. so it, yeah, that felt weird. And I love Tom Hanks too, but yeah, I felt similar. I was like. I just felt like he was. He thought they were filming a rehearsal, and he yeah, was like, he was like just worth getting it into his body. Mm. But oh, I yeah. agree. I do, I don't think that he. I think he was trying really hard. That's. I really do think. Oh, that. No, I think there's like fully agree with you on aspect. I just think there's one strain of that performance that he's not getting credit for, which is just like mm. there's a little bit of wackadoo, and like I think there's oh. a bit of him just going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's> just- <laughs> Just right. a little bit of <laughs> <laughs> What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Oh, fuck Tom, Tom Hanks, Tom motherfucking Tom Hanks. <laughs> the, the boom operator's like... <laughs> <laughs> nice. And he's, he's like... Just like, right. like he's, I reckon he was like, Baz Luhrmann just asked me to play the fucking colonel. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the colonel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think there's a bit of, like, there's a bit of a fucking New Year's resolution in that if performance. If that is true, yes. if that is true, it changes everything. Just... Give it's, it it's, one more go with that. Just try and see. All right, I will, I will, I will. I, and I, yeah, I will too because I, I watched the, the whole film I found confusing. I thought Austin Butler was incredible. Yeah. The, the, but the kind of picture book aspect of the film I found kind of, it just felt like they were flipping through it. Yeah. It felt like a scrapbook almost with mm. like moments of like insane acting yeah. by Austin Butler who's like, like when he's at the bottom of the stairs crying, mm. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then, yeah, and then Tom Hanks comes and drops a plate and... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Elvis. I dropped it in the flight. Which, because this is this is all I'm saying. I might be wrong, right? Oh, I might be wrong. Are, mate. I, no, I'm sure I am. But what I'm saying is now, now, like philosophically, I'm saying take that perspective to that movie. And whether I'm right yeah. or wrong, just watch it All from right. that perspective yeah. and it's a joy. Right. And you need to do that with some films, I found too, because sometimes if I'm watching a film and I'm tonally being like, oh, I don't get it, and then I go, no, 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 this is what it is. Mm. This was done on purpose. Watch yeah. it as if everything was done on purpose. You're right. So oh, I will go and watch that back because I did that with I'll this film it. as well. I did this with the Chris- with this Christmas film. Oh, good way to bring it back. Well, no, but, no, but I, I was thinking, I was watching this today and I was watching it because... Because you said it was nice. Mm. I found some part, like the murderer who's just hanging out. Mm. Oh, look, film. I'll be honest. I forgot about some stuff. And when I rewatched it today, I was like, oh, wow, there's some dark <laughs> shit. This isn't exactly one for the kiddies to no, sit down. No, it's like... so stressful. The, yeah. dad's got, the dad's got cancer. Mm. There's a guy, one of the main characters' brother was murdered by this guy who just he bumped into it a at a bodega, they're doing yeah. a parade and the murderer's smoking a cigarette being like, this is amazing. And, mm. then, and then they see each other and the murderer's like, oh, I should leave. Yeah. And then there's another, there's a, that made me laugh. There's another scene where like he eventually confronts the murderer 
and the murderers mm-hmm. with his mum. And then the mum's like, hey, Merry Christmas. And then, <laughs> and then, and then the murderers like, go, go inside. Marsha's like, okay. I need to are... talk murder things. Yeah. And then she closes the door. You go in the guy's like, you can't murder me in front of my mum. And then, yeah. and then, so then they go and then they have a chat. But that's so stressful. It was a very, that's a very stressful thing to put into a family Christmas film. Yeah. And mm. the dad the whole time is making weird choices. Yeah. He would rather have, he would rather pretend to be cheating. Yep. And not tell them he has cancer because he doesn't want to spoil the. It's, a, it's, the, it's about the joy of Christmas, so whatever. Well, so this is where I was watching it, and I was like, no, 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 okay, no, this is it, it's it's the Christmas thing, yeah, and it's supposed to be dark, and it's supposed to be heavy, and it's supposed to be like all okay at the end. So I was like, okay, no, that's what it is. Mm. I think that they wanted the really good. But it's Christmas payoff and by building up this dark shit. They really got it. Um, I Something that really stuck out with me in this second watch of it, and, hey, there'll be different things that stick out next year when we review this fucking film again. Um, no, one of the things that really stuck out to me that I'm like, hold on a second, that that's a hard thing for me to kind of go, okay, for the sake of the movie I'll wrap my head around it. If you've got cancer... And you don't want anyone to know, but it's necessary for you to tell one person to ensure you've got your medication and that everything's correct. Why are you telling your daughter-in-law that no one really, like, has embraced yet, you don't really know anything? And you're putting so much pressure on Deborah Messing. And Deborah Messing didn't tell John Leguizamo, her husband, which I think is a massive, massive plot flaw. Because if 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 my partner's sister... No, my partner's dad told me I'm dying. I would tell Matt, my partner. Oh, I would <laughs> be like, no, Matt. I don't know if I would. I think I'd be a bit like mixed up about it. Oh, I would. She in the film, she is desperate to fit in. She mm. is kind of like, oh, I, I, I want the mum to like me, and I, I don't want to feel like an outsider. She's trying to learn Spanish. I, I actually really loved a lot more this time round the Deborah Messing John Leguizamo plot line. Yeah. Um, me last too. time I was a lot more focused on like the family as a whole and whatever. I really enjoyed watching their relationship. I thought that was really cool. And I don't know a lot of Deborah Messing. I never, I was never a Will and Grace person. I never watched it. Mm. Um, so and I don't see a lot of their films. But I really enjoyed her in this and I loved their relationship. But I think it would have been more accurate for him to have told one of the cousins. I think that one of the goofy cousins should have known. But I think sometimes it's like I think there's an element there. I get it, but it's like, you know, I live in like a sieve family. You know what I mean? Like there's no way that... We love sieves. That we just love sieves. (laughs) How else are you going to get your ice dry? (laughs) (laughs) No, I live in a family where it's like if one person knows something, everyone knows something, Mm. you know, and then you'll tell like some... Like I'll tell my mum something and then I'll tell my... I'll be talking to my brother and Mm. he'll be like, oh, yeah, I know. You know, and like my cousin. And and I I can kind of get it from that perspective that like... You know, that could happen, I guess. I guess maybe I have incredibly small atheist family brain. <laughs> yeah, you got to get some Catholic in yeah, there. Yeah, i got to get some real Catholic <laughs> moment in there. I've got a very – I have three cousins. Like I'm not – Me too. I'm similar, yeah. Oh, yeah. Small so family, yeah. maybe I've got small family brain, which is we can keep us – we, yeah, no, we don't talk about don't anything. <laughs> yeah. I, but that's fun. So you were watching it with one perspective and you weren't vibing and then you flipped your perspective – well, yeah, but oh, I, I, th- I think the perspective was, like you said, like it's such a portrait of um, like that part of America mm. at that time and how those families lived. And 
I was kind of, yeah no the, the uh, what what the the, the lens change mm. for me was was watching it being like this is a Christmas film it's so intense I don't really know if they're wrapping up everything in a really Christmassy way um, it feels still feels unfinished all the all the way the arcs wrapped up felt a little quick and like I don't really flew by but then I was like but also living maybe living in America in that time. Being, being, you know, in a Puerto Rican family in that time in that part of America, maybe that's how it was. Maybe, maybe things were that fucking dark. Mm. That's like, what I because so that's I'm like, okay. That was my journey with it last, last time. Year, yeah, was I was like, wow, this is dark. This is a lot darker than I was expecting, and it's going for joy. But I was like, I kind of like. That's what I fell in love with. Was it was like, all right, we're gonna set it here. This is where we're gonna start. We're gonna tell a movie, a Christmas movie mm. that opens with a shot of a of a of a returned soldier with an eye patch, mm. and that's like a kind of. I almost admire the 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 um, like. I think they set themselves a challenge in a way. Like mm. they're like, we're gonna yeah. start. At the like, we're actually gonna have the base level be kind of fucking dark, yeah. yeah. And then we're gonna see if we can bring Christmas out of that. And I kind of like. Mm-hmm. I think it's like. I think there's something. Yeah, same as you. It's like I've, there's you see. Like I went on exactly the same mm-hmm. journey last yeah, year. Yeah, like, right. Oh, I kind of get it. I think that they do. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, I, think yeah. that it, I think they get their payoff. I think they really do bring the Christmas at the end of all of it. And I think it's also just like a real ode to the family the family unit mm. and the functioning of a family unit and um, the kind of they all get so mad at each other and they throw things and the storm off the, the dinner table and stuff like that. And even when they're really angry at each other, they're still like that. I don't know. I think it was just like a really nice little ode to the family unit and mm. um, how how every family is different obviously but like the operating of a of a loving family unit in a really realistic way. That's what I think. Leonardo but it wasn't just like DiCaprio. a lot of like, you know, very, very. Oh, sorry, I was going to very humorously oh, okay, go, go back. On. No, no, I just, I thought you were done and I thought it would be funny to then just say someone in the, that was bringing, like the, talk about the MO. Oh, yeah, no, go on. Leonardo DiCaprio. But, but I didn't, I, you weren't finished. No, no, it's all right. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I no, wouldn't I feel classify, as much as I think that Leonardo DiCaprio has done some good films, I would not classify him as cool. No, 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 no I wasn't no. doing the cool sorry? list. No, I was saying him in, um. In uh, Great Gatsby, I think there's just an element where he didn't get the memo. He's really going for acting, and it's like yeah, go a little most bit. Of his- uh, well, well, okay, so uh, yeah, that do we have the same Leo kind of feelings here, where it's like, like I love him because he's like he's like our Paul Newman, like that because mm. he just has that mantle as he's just taken the mantle. Yeah, but that every time I watch him, bar a few films, I'm like, oh, I want to like you more. I like but you're just. Acting sad. I really like um, Leo. No, I like nineties Leo. Gilbert Grape. Have you seen Gilbert Grape? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Basketball Diaries. Oh, I never saw Basketball Diaries. That's but him yeah. acting his little titties off, but he's very young and it is phenomenal. That is like, kind of the Baz Luhrmann uh, like thing. Is it's like a uh, like a cute, 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 cute. Sort of twinky actor acting their little heart out and a bunch of character actors around them. Yeah, like, that really that's is right. his yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, being being crazy, like yeah, yeah. It's like that's the brand. Like yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, go for it, the twenty-two-year-old, and we'll just do some fuck shit around you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> no, I think that that is that's a very very that's such a correct assessment of Basil Luhrmann. I've never had caramel, and I'm not a vegan. <gasps> oh wow! Do you like? Are you a sweet tooth? Do you like? I'm candies? a sweetie boy. Love a sweetie. What's your favorite sweeties? Um, 
I love. Question. That's a great question. <laughs> it's genuinely now I'm thinking. Um, this is this has been a wild ride. This podcast. <laughs> by the way, by the way, this is my only ever, my second podcast ever. Well, you're doing. Oh, great. you're doing great. So I'm like, I, I'm like, I, I have, I have bouts of feeling so comfortable and happy, and then bouts of like, oh god, like I, oh no, I should have followed that more. I should have been. No, like, this Dougie, is Dougie, we've been doing this every week for three, yeah. four years almost. Okay, and you're doing better than us. Am I doing a good job? You brought it back to Am the I film do- twice. We've not. Oh, once. Okay. Okay. So this is great. a. Um, this is a. I, I feel bad for our guests a lot of the time because we jump around a little too much. Okay. Okay. No, so I, you're I'm doing ha- great. I feel very comfortable. I, I just. I'm really enjoying. For my. Chatting. For my own. Set, like, as for the future of our friendship, can you assure me that the fact that we made you watch a one hour and forty minute film. To then only talk about it for three minutes, does that bother you at all? No, not Great. at all. Okay, then we And that's continue. good for you to know for future guests. It is, that's but not all future guests will, will be heart. so kind. Well, but I thought the point about actors mm-hmm. getting the MO, mm-hmm. if that's all we extracted from that hour 40, well, what a wonderful thing to yeah, extract. Yeah, we have mm. the Dougie MO now. You know, if, if, you know, that's a great thing. And who, what, I, people aren't sitting here going, oh, I hope they talk about the bit with Michael <laughs> Pe- Alfred Molina. They are, talk- they are thinking what is Zach's favourite sweetie at this point. That's what they're thinking. Yeah. yeah. That so what they want to know. That when I'm t- it, they're thinking now, what's his favourite sweetie? They're not thinking, oh, I would love I want- to know what they thought about I- that scene <laughs> with what Alfred I want- Molina. What I want now is everyone's favourite sweetie mm. and least favourite sweetie. Oh, I've got That's it. That's a hard one. No, I've got it. Do I'll you know what too. I think? For least favourite sweetie, the challenge, it's like in computing, apparently it's really easy to, well, it took a while. People won prizes for it. But it's it, you can figure out the shortest path between two things, but it's impossible to figure out the longest path. Mm. And I think least favourite sweetie is a challenge. No, I've got my least. That was easy because, for me than my favourite. Because it's like you're saying your least favourite good thing? Because you'd never know. Because like, I feel like favourite, I think this is the worst comparison I've ever made in my <laughs> life and I hate that I have to back. <laughs> yeah, I'm really in it now. Um, my favourite, favourite, I go, yeah, like what's my favourite? I think I can jump at something. But least favourite is so, like I feel like that's really like, you know, I've probably only had it. A, oh, no, I do. I have one. Yep. Is it What's, is it something that you don't you won't eat or is it something you will eat but you're not excited? I was just about? like, surely the least favorite changes. It's like most favorite is the one you keep returning to. You've had it enough times to know it's established to me, itself. Whereas least favorite, you only have once or twice in the year. To no, me, no, no. least favorite is that if someone put it in front of you, just a bite, just a bite of it, and ten bucks, and said, "I'll give you ten bucks if you eat that," and you would still say no. Oh, okay. I don't think oh. I have any sweetie that I would not eat. Do you know what, to me, least favourite is? Um, if it's covered in chocolate and you bite it and you're like, oh. <laughs> oh, yes. oh right. I didn't think that would yeah. be what was in the middle of this chocolate. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. Like licorice or something. Well, Where? that's a, you've got it in one. My least favourite is licorice. Me too, me too. Yeah. I like licorice. I don't love it. I don't love it. It's a six out of ten. I don't mind oh, five, five like, that aniseed taste in a savoury dish. I just don't think it's a sweetie. I just don't. I'm not here for licorice at mm. all. My least favourite's quite broad and it's fudge. I don't oh. like fudge. It's heavy. It's really heavy and very sweet and Ooh. I like sweeties. Do yeah. not get me wrong. I'm a sweetie girl. But to me, fudge is like 
to sit down yeah, with no, a piece of fudge. Not. Like I just, I'm not in, into it. I would eat fudge for 10 bucks, but I would do most things for $10. Right? I think fudge. Oh, oh my God. No, think, not like that. <laughs> I think fudge. I think you've made a really great point. Cause I was like, I, I don't mind fudge, but I'm like, fudge is halfway, halfway to something better on every direction. Hunch cent. Oh, interesting. Zach, fuck. What a th- we could just shut the fuck up from here on out. Like, that's the best thing you've ever said. It's halfway to a brownie. It's yeah. halfway to melted chocolate. It's halfway to real chocolate. It's like all these things that I love, mm. but fudge is not yep. quite any of them. One hundred percent. Dougie, was yours li- licorice? My least favorite was licorice. Yes. What's yes. your favorite, Zach? Can we loop back round? Sure, Dougie. What's your favorite? My favorite. Is favorite sweetie. At the at the moment is marvelous creations. Okay. That's a mm, that's good. Babe. Does does <laughs> really babe? Do you love? I was yeah. That's really good. Man. I was like, there's a part of me that's like, I was like tossing up between it and Whitaker's coconut. Mm. Ooh, Whitaker's is good. Because yeah. I'm getting older. Fuck, that was one of mine. Was I'm Whitaker's on my stuff. journey from marvelous creations <laughs> to Whitaker's coconut, but yes. I think I'm still on the. Marvelous creation. Check in in five years. I'm going to be all Whitakers. I'm going to be like, oh, get your out of bloody Whitakers coconut. <laughs> Whitakers <laughs> and old gold. So yeah. To yeah. confirm, cookies don't count as a sweetie, do they? Like I'm not. We're not sure. talking cookies and cake. Uh, oh. oh, okay. You oh. can. That to me is opening up. No, because that's no, a baked Okay, that's, that's true. Not that's a true. Yeah. So we're talking like confectionery. Can you okay. say, did you say licorice is your least favorite? Licorice is my least favorite. Marvelous creation is my favorite. Get, that's amazing. That's the same? That is incre- crazy. It's like the same person. We should, That's, we now, go. now go and rewatch Elvis from my perspective. I believe in you. Oh, <laughs> I will. I, I will. Now that, now that we've got this shared thing, I'm like, I believe that you're going to have a good time. We, yeah, there's a montage of us on the street now with bags of licorice going, Ew, yum. <laughs> Ew, yum. Watching Elvis being like, ah, it's a little long. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever. Well, you might agree or disagree. We all agree it could lose That's 45 so minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's making choices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, favorite. It's hard. Um, it's really hard. But if I had to say. And is this po- po- pre vegan? Oh, if it's pre vegan, that's different. But post vegan, okay. and I'm going to talk as a vegan currently, um, it's purple Skittles. Whoa. And green. Purple and green Skittles. Purple and green. I, that's genuinely, mm. like with love, mm. my opinion of you has shifted. It's not that it's gone down. I just can't figure that out. Why? <laughs> I just, this, like, that it's not, that it's n- like, f- I don't mind a, but it's crazy that it's not like a creamy kind of thing. Well, what, what vegan is oh, creamy? Like the coconut, like there's a lot of great vegan chocolate. Vegan lint chocolate's really good. It's not bad, but I'm, it's not my favorite. There's not, um, oh, okay. There is a vegan brand of, Okay. There is a vegan brand of chocolate called Vigo or Vego or Vego. Yeah, Vego. Good, yeah. Their hazelnut bars are fucking outrageous. That okay, that yeah, that's very good. But I'm I do just love the, a I'm fascinated by like Skittle being the favorite. Mm, like, I really that's... like I I specifically purple and green Skittles are my favorite. What do you do with the rest of them? Uh, Not enjoy them as much. No, I'll eat them. Oh, yeah, okay. Um but I I enjoy all of them. Until I get to orange, and then I'm like, that's all right. It's at the, the bottom of the bag you is like always the like sour. Full. 
Don't no no I don't like sour skittles. Oh, wait, what's the? But isn't green kind of no? It's like, not, a it's like sweet. It's like apples. Just, just I'm apple. fascinated by skittles as your favourite. Mm. I would have picked you as a, <laughs> a creamy girl, a chalky girl. Mm, picked you, you as a chalky girl. I don't even think skittles is my. Fa- I kind of think oh, of skittles. Oh as my a, god, I love skittles. Okay, I like I'm them. sorry. I'm so sorry. No. I'm so sorry. What's okay? Skittles is my favourite. It's right up there. But I've just remembered a chocolate that 100% trumps Skittles, and I do apologise. That's okay. Thank it's you. It's Whitaker's Dark Rum and Raisin. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Well, okay. Oh. Well, mm, yeah. yeah, I don't like raisins in anything. No, see, I like them. Mm. Um, do we have any final thoughts? Do you know thought- how I knew you liked raisins? Mm. Because your favourite chocolate was Whitaker's Raisins. With, uh, That's um, how I knew. When you said then, I like raisins, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know that. Mm. Because... Earlier you had said I love a little raisin in a sauce and shit I love that shit Do we have any final thoughts about Nothing like the holidays? Um, Love Alfred Molina Love This is You know Yeah That's the dad Yeah That's the dad We love him We love He's so good He's so good Here on this podcast We adore Alfred You don't speak ill of Molina Okay You don't (laughs) speak ill of Uh Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. I, I love We it. also love Whoopi Goldberg on this pod. Oh, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi Goldberg cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very That's cool. like cool. Whoopi Goldberg, Ted Danson were a couple for a few years in the early 90s. Oh, Whoa. Whoopi Goldberg did a movie called Boys on the Side with Drew Barrymore. What? Yeah. I Fucking very Drew cool. Um, Noah Wiley. He's cool. Um, I, I think it's <laughs> a really... Yeah, yeah, Noel yeah, Wiley's no cool. pretty cool. I didn't watch it. Yeah. We had to for the pod. Um, I love this film. I think it's a fun Chrissy film. Let's yeah. do our Leguistamo. Zach, you can go first this time. Wow. This is how, like, just for Dougie's knowledge and for anyone who happens to be listening to this episode for the first time, never listened to the show, we do a Leguistamo rating. It is how Leguistamo-y the film was. It is not a star rating out of five. We're not saying, oh, um, how good was this film out of five. We're saying how Leguistamo-y was this film. Zach. Mm-hmm. Five. Oh, straight up. Straight up five. I've got to give it five. I mean, it's a holiday classic. I've watched it now two years in a row um, because John Leguizamo's in it. That's fucking so full on. I give it four. Okay. Dougie. <laughs> I give it five. I give it five. He's just got, he's got attitude the whole way through. Is this a fucking jo- Really? Yeah, he's got attitude the whole way through. He's so, he's so great. He's so committed. I don't uh, know, like I, I felt, I felt I felt bathed in um Mish, you said a thing to you said a thing a couple of podcasts ago. You said um it can't get five Leguistamos if I can imagine someone in any other role. Mm-hmm. Right? Here's oh. a crazy thought. Mm-hmm. It has to get John the five John Leguistamos if you can imagine him in more than one role. That's very good. He could have played multiple parts in this film well. He could have. Yes. That's a very good point. I am sticking with my four. Yeah. Um, that makes me feel I'm, good. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. To be honest yeah, with you, I'm kind of right. not okay with the five. You know, I, I was really happy to give it five star, <laughs> Leguistamos, but I actually think if, if, it, had, if it had gotten a Leguizamarama five stars or Stamos all round, yeah. I would have had a bit of a problem with that. Yeah. It would have been sick. So I was kind of glad you would have fucking much. pulled it back, um, you know. Dougie, Merry Christmas to you. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. And um, thank you so much for joining us on this pod at this holiday season. Do you have anything that you'd like to plug? This comes out on the 22nd. So if you're plugging anything Christmas related, it's only, they've only got three days. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be celebrating Christmas on the 25th of December. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Shout out yeah. to Dougie. <laughs> Shout Dougie. out to Christmas. 
Um, I mean, Shout out to Chris. Uh, does a good job every year. Um, honestly, come, please come and see my solo show. Yeah. Good. Comedy festival good, next year. Yeah, yeah fuck festival. yeah. At Motley Bauhaus. Mind yeah. how you go. Yeah. By the time this comes out, I'm fairly sure tickets are available. They'll be, yeah, they will be available. Will so be available. please come and it's a good show. It's so much fun. The stuff you do is so fun and I love it. Thanks. And absolutely, is Limbo doing next year? Uh, yes, yes. But okay, so Limbo is in Adelaide. We're, we're taking a few months <gasps> off in Melbourne because we're going to Adelaide for a month. I'm oh. away in January. So we're very, which is very weird actually. It feels like I'm being away from my child for a little bit. Um, um, but uh, Hey, if you're in Adelaide, people, we have Adelaide listeners. Ad, yeah, pl- Limbo Comedy at Adelaide Fringe mm. at Arthur Upper. Every sat every Friday Saturday night and hundred percent go because genuinely I've done rooms now and it is my favorite and we didn't even get to talk about the first time I did my limbo room with you Dougie which I would have really liked to have reflected on with you. Yes. Oh, we talked about caramel. We did talk, talk about, about caramel. Um, but limbo is the loveliest room and like honestly Dougie creates the best lineups of like the funnest people. Do you mind if I promote something? Really? No, go. Um, my ass. Yeah. <laughs> And it's perky, oddly. Like I don't know if people nice. would think it. No, like as, I, from the front, my guess is my guess would not be that you have quite a perky yeah, bottom. I'd love to promote my perky ass. Yeah, and Zach has got a very perky so bum. This is quite late. We're doing quite a late pod. Yeah, it is. Tonight. It is. Quite what time late. is it? It's quite. It's nine ten. Oh, oh for a pod. That is. So a that's pod, why we're a little kooky. That's why I've been talking <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um. I am. Do you have anything to promote, Mish? Uh, I'm doing Comedy Festival next year. I guess I could promote that for the first time. Yeah. New Why show? Not? Yeah, new show, brand new show. Cool. Butterfingers Congrats. at Campari House, 9.30 during Comedy Festival. Other than that, I'll be doing some rooms and you'll see me around. Do I have anything else? i got one other thing I'd love to promote. Oh, yeah, go. My ass. Yeah, it's a yes. good ass. <laughs> it is nice. I'm so glad you brought it up it's again. It's a really good ass, actually. Yeah. It is yeah. actually. That's it's, genuinely, it's I'm, I say this with all, this can be my, in the holiday spirit. Zach has a really nice bum. Mm. Bounce coins off it, I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Shatter a brick. Yeah. Um, to everyone listening, happy holidays. Yeah. I hope you have a wonderful week and thank you for listening and what's I up. I've got one more thing I need to promote. Oh, Zach, if it is your ass, <laughs> can I do it, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like to promote Zach's ass. Thank you. Um, yeah. At my ass Zach on Insta. My ass Zach. No, I don't have that. What's Tom? Just, what should Tom play us out with? Is Tom, where's Tom? So Tom's our sound guy. Yeah. He's listening right now. Right now he's Is listening he? in his house. In his house. What? In the future. In the future. Oh. So the oh, he future. might be in his studio. Oh. He's not here right now. I'm recording. Oh. And then I send the audio clip to Tom. So right now he's listening. <laughs> to the listener listening in the past, mm. he listened to us in this room in the future. Mm. What should he play us out with? I don't understand anything. Uh, So, um, hey, if he's got the time, I'd love a remix of you saying "my ass." Yeah, or just just like not even a remix, just him just looping looping me saying "my ass." But if you do have the time, Zach, um, Tom, if you do have the time, you do not have to. Um, If you want to do a song, um, I, I love it when you do. It would make me really happy. But I won't be upset with you if you just loop my ass, my ass, my ass. Can you have it? Can you? I'd love you to just loop my ass, not make a song. 
if you make it a song if you want, but if you don't, but just have it slowly come up. So it's been coming up. So people, as we're requesting it, they've already been hearing it slowly come up over the last minute and a half. Oh, I think we're through the whole pod. No fucking way. It's like over the last minute, it's like as we're wrapping it up, it just in the background. My ass. My ass. My ass. My ass. My ass. My ass. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Dougie, for being on the pod. And um, we love you, John. <laughs> See you, John. See you, John Leguizamo. Thanks, John. My ass. 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 Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.